listening to Are You Spiritual? My name is Jasmine Milani, and I will be your guide for this episode. This is a goodie. And it also is funny because the source came from Instagram. And while I have a real push-pull relationship with social media, in this case, it really did me right. And one of the ways that I manage my social media time is that I give myself uh, just a few minutes to check in and kind of the beginning of the day and the end of the day. And I find this really helps me to stay focused and also not get into a place where it becomes kind of a negative influence for me. So luckily for me, Crystal the Oracle came across my feed. And if you have not been introduced to her yet, you are in for such a treat. Not only is she an amazing oracle, she has so many gifts and skills. She's also the queen of potions. Her reel that I saw stopped me in my tracks and we talk about it during our chat. I reached out to her. We were luckily enough, I found out that she creates these amazing custom potions and is known as the queen of potions. And she has a lot of already formulated and magic potions as well on her website, uh, crystaltheoracle.com. So I booked a custom potion making session and I'm so glad I did because it gave us a chance to get to know each other and also for me to see her amazing process. I really know you're going to love this chat as much as I enjoyed it. And one of the things that she says during it that I really love, and I hope you'll bring this with you in your day and in your week and just really internalize it is that you are your own abundance and you are your own oracle. So just take that in. You have everything you need. And I hope you love this chat as much as I love doing it. And I know you're going to love Crystal, please follow her. You will not regret it. Enjoy. Hello and welcome back to Are You Spiritual? I have a real goodie for you today. And we were just speaking before we got on about the dangers of social media and and how it sucks up so much time. But I have to say, I found her on social media and I don't regret it. She's absolutely wonderful. Her name is Crystal Bennett Harris, and she is Crystal the Oracle on Instagram and probably most of your social platforms. That's your website as well. And what we did last week was potion making. Yes. Queen of potions. So love it. I believe it. So Crystal, welcome to Are You Spiritual? 
I love so it. Cool. Thank you so much. <laughs> I'm so glad to have you on. So when we were talking last week a little bit about the potion work, you sort of told me about how you got to this place. And I was wondering if you wanted to share a little bit about how Crystal in Corporate America became Crystal the Oracle. I love it. Yeah. So my background is in training development, change management, people operations. And I was doing that in corporate America. I'm neurodivergent. I'm diagnosed with dissociative identity disorder. So I've always um, been myself. I'm not one of those people who can compartmentalize like other people. So even in corporate America, people would, you know, they would call me usually when there's like difficult stakeholders and I would bring, you know, rose quartz <laughs> to the boardroom. Like we gonna calm down up in here. I would have tourmaline in the boardroom. Like we are gonna ground up in here. And it was so fun because people would like grab the crystals and almost use them like fidget spinners. But even then, like I come from a long line of literal witches, right? <laughs> My mama is like the quintessential Black Baptist woman. My grandmother didn't play with snakes, but she could throw knives. I have like a great grandmother who was institutionalized for carrying around a human head in a basket. Like I come from <laughs> a lineage. So like my, my life has always been full of these practices where, you know, you, your mama takes the Crisco and speaks over it and puts it on your feet, right? So there's, so much there was so much potion making so I would be in the boardroom putting crystals all around and then um you know going into my purse getting my lotion talking to my lotion putting it on my hands and then you know um facilitating these like major shifts in organizations but people would be like you have to call Crystal. She's magic. But I don't think they realize like I really was magic. <laughs> I think, you know, I, I think you bring up a really good point about how our gifts come out in these very different ways and people respond to them to the best of their ability. So, you know, they're attracted to the crystal. They may not know why yeah. or they yeah, they're attracted to the light. So you well, let's go right into potion making. I thought it was really interesting what you just said about how you come from this long line of Baptist women who were also doing these intuitive practices. <laughs> so tell me how that started for you. Like, where did you really start um, intentionally making potions? Okay. So it's a very strange story, but I always, um, like I said, I was always using potion. I was always mixing oil. I was the little girl that was making mud pies and speaking over them and that kind of thing. And then I actually was like swiping on the dating apps and ended up striking up conversation with this dude that was like super pompous, right? And he's like, oh, so you're like an oracle. Like, what does that even mean? And oh, so you're a head. What does that even mean? And I was like trying to kind of, you know how you try to get to know people, but there's just like the a-hole on the dating app or whatever. And he was like, so what? You sell snake oil. You're a snake oil salesman. That's what you do. And I was like, you know what? Snake oil is actually a really good idea. <laughs> and so I was like, you know, I wonder if I could be a snake oil salesman. So um, <laughs> I went into channel. I have a robust conversation ongoing all time at all times with Source Energy. 
And I was like, I really want to make a potion that is like a snake oil. And it's going to be like really transformational for my life. And then I channeled the ingredients like I do for every potion. I put it together. I started using it. And things started changing. Um, my job shifted. My marriage dissolved. I started a new business. I got recognition from um, you know, Bakara at Everyday Magic. I don't know if you guys know her, but I was a little nothing, no presence at all. And she went and grabbed me in response to snake oil. And then when I would share snake oil with other people, they would be like, oh my goodness, this thing, I, my life is like turning upside down. If you read tarot, think the tower card. Like it's that kind of energy, but it's like burning it down to rebuild it in the right way. And then once I got like 20 something testimonials about snake oil, I'm like, okay, wait, I'm literally building. At that point I sold crystals because my name is Crystal. When I left corporate America, I started a business selling crystals. I love crystals. I'm a lithomancer, which means I do crystal reading and crystal divination. And I would go use a potion to grow my business selling my crystals <laughs> and it kept working. <laughs> and so then finally I was like, you really should be offering people the potions because that's what's really moving the energy in your life. And I got to tell you, it was a really um, vulnerable at first because I didn't know if anybody was going to want to use a potion. It's really easy to hand someone a crystal, but the minute you introduce potion and you call it a potion, not like a blessed oil or an anointing oil, you know, they have to um, reckon with some things about their themselves, their magic, what they're stepping into that they may have not ever had to reconcile. And so it was really vulnerable. Like, are people going to want potions? <laughs> <laughs> that is so true. And you raise such a good point. Like the potion, the word potion itself is heavy. It's mm -hmm. laden with this, uh, with magic. Mm -hmm. And so that is really intense. Like if it's, there's so much more than just buying a, a bath oil <laughs> or anointing oil. But I also think what you said that was really on point is that the reckoning happens within the person mm -hmm. because it is another call to magic. Mm -hmm. And so ownership, right? Ownership. A crystal and place it. And the crystal is going to conduct energy according to whatever the properties of that matter, right? But the level of intention to grab a potion and to say, I'm the magician. Mm -hmm. I'm the witch up in here. This life is mine. And I, I conduct the energy in this, in this lifetime, right? In mm -hmm. my face, I'm the alchemist, right? Mm -hmm. There's a, there's a real shift in empowerment that happens in people's lives. And the minute they hit order, a lot of times on these potions, um, they start seeing shifts in their life. And if you're looking for them, you'll see them. Well, I think too, well, let's talk a little bit about the process because I think just even your process and now that I've done it, um, we can talk about it is really you start out with saying, what do you want? Mm -hmm. And I think that a lot of us can say, well, I want these material things and I don't have any problem with people wanting material things. But when you're creating a potion of what I want, it's not going to be for like a G-Wagon. 
Like you're going to create a potion for something bigger and that you immediately put the, put the magic back into the recipient. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. When you set an intention for a potion, you inherently realize that it's something like you have to think of liquid, po- liquid plus intention equals potion. So the way when you pour a liquid in, sh- it shifts forms uh, for whatever vessel you're pouring it in. When you set your mind, like I'm going to be a potion maker, I'm going to use a potion. You literally can feel the alchemy, the, the shifting almost of form that you're taking on. Um, I love to introduce people to themselves and let them know that like, I didn't make you a potion person. You, you were always a potion person. You've got three cups sitting on your side table, a water and a coffee <laughs> and a Gatorade because you're a potion person. <laughs> you can feel a different energetic response from each one of those beverages. You take as long as you do in the shower because you're a potion person. Your baths are sacred. You love the rain. You love the ocean because you're already a potion person. I'm just making it, a, you know, a targeted way to use your own magic. But you've been using the you're the person who takes the first bite of soup in the fall and feels it go all the way down your throat. You feel the warmth in your chest because you're a potion person. (laughs) (laughs) People who aren't called to potion magic don't interact with liquids in the intentional way that potion people do. Yeah. When people realize that, like, oh, wait, I've always been a potion person. Now I can go to this website and I can like add the intention that I already use to a potion like it, it really unlocks things for folks. Well, yeah, it's a, it's an elemental thing. And, and actually the element of water is coming up a lot. And for year 2024, the element of water is coming up a lot, but I think this is a perfect segue. So in the TikTok, you post a, a query that someone has sent you. And in the query, it says, I have $35. What kind of potion should I get? Mm-hmm. And what I loved about it is that instead of using this as a way to sell a product, what you did is you said, let me tell you how you can start to feel abundant now. Keep your money and let me tell you these many ways that you can find abundance in your life at this moment. Mm -hmm. And I wonder if you could talk about that because I thought it was just I think there's a lot of stuff that's happening with um, lightworkers coming into their magic, finding their potions, finding their podcast, finding whatever it is for them. And we need to look within. And one of the things that I'm really noticing about this generation of lightworkers is we're not gatekeeping, mm-hmm. we're not doing it just to sell a product. Mm-hmm. You don't need to buy a crystal. Mm-hmm. You can use a rock. You can use sand, you can use water, you can use what you have. And I just loved that. And it made me fall in love with you and your message because it's so important to remember that we are the potion people. We are the magic makers. Mm -hmm. And when you purchase something from me, when it comes, it comes in a mojo bag. Um, Because I'm a black girl, we do mojo. (laughs) But it comes with a mojo bag and it says, I am my own oracle. And so I tell people all the time, "Uh uh-uh, you're not going to make me your guru. I'm going to tell you how to discover what your magic is, how to validate yourself and what you're called to. 
but I'm not about to do it for you. I'm not about to be your source. You're not about to depend on me. You're not about to be in a situation where you feel desperate with your last $35 and then Hail Mary, send it to me and put your faith in me. I'm not going to be that idol for you because you are your own abundance. You are your own oracle. You were born with all your magic. And yeah, when two join together and you can take your magic and my tools and we gonna put them together, do you create something that's exclusive and powerful and collaborative and full of community and love? Yes, that's very powerful. Yes, that's why I sell potions. But the energy that came at me where I'm in this desperate situation and here's my last and I'm gonna hand it to you. No, baby, you gonna hand it to you. <laughs> you gonna hand mm -hmm. it to you. I am not going to be that. And I said, no, I'm not selling you a potion. You're not taking your last and giving it to me. Here's what you're going to do. And we talked about some of the things that I do to make me feel really abundant. One of those things is popcorn. When I didn't have two pennies to rub together, what I could do is pop a big bag of popcorn and eat it until my mouth was sore and show myself <laughs> that I am abundant. You can get, you can go out into the sun and show yourself until you are hot and sweaty and be like, I am absorbing abundance, right? Like energy work is never about the tools. The tools are magic because you enchant them. Um, I'm also a somatic trauma therapist. The reason why I'm a somatic trauma therapist was because when I taught the first round of my intuitive development course, it's called Oracle U. I taught the first round of Oracle U. People met their higher selves. They understood their intuitive gifts. They learned how to do physical healing. They learned how to send dissonant energy back to source. Oracles, walking, talking, know their stuff, oracles. But they feel, still felt stuck in some ways. And what I realized was your spiritual gifts are coming through the same channels that your trauma <laughs> hijacks, <laughs> right? So I became a somatic trauma therapist so that I could reintroduce people to their nervous system, the awareness of their nervous system and get them walking um, back in their gifts. So they, they weren't outsourcing their magic so much. Like you talk about, you talk about TikTok. I'm not on TikTok yet. I'm on Instagram and I'm going to get on TikTok. I promise. The reason why I need to get over on TikTok, help TikTok, help us all, is because like what you said was we have a generation of spiritual people who aren't gatekeeping. But can I be real? Yeah, please. I think some of these people need to start gatekeeping. <laughs> <laughs> like, don't gatekeep your mascara. Don't gatekeep your lip gloss. Like, I get it. You know, you drinking chlorophyll now. Don't gatekeep that. But when it comes to magic, can you make sure some of this stuff is tried and tested before you go spreading it around? <laughs> like what I'm realizing is that a lot of the reason why we're looking to people as gurus is because, um, and, and uh, I, I don't mean to ramble, but like I'm in my frustration. If I'm in the height of my frustration about this because what I'm realizing is everybody's like, oh my goodness, I'm spiritual and that can be profitable. Like, I think I have a gift and my gift can be profitable. And I'm like, do you, you have not been doing this long enough, sweet witch, to realize that you are always responsible for your energetic contribution. 
you receive the mist of everything you spread. These are things we teach in Oracle U, right? There are, there's a such thing as energetic integrity. So everybody is amazed that I didn't take that person's $35, but I ain't new to this. I'm true to this. I know what it means to let somebody plant their seed in you and knowing and take that from them mm -hmm. when you could turn them back to themselves. Like, I just think we have, like I call myself an oracle to oracles and I'm like, we got to correct those of us like me and you that have been in this a while and that, you know, have, you know, have a little, little bit under our belt. I feel like we really have to like help people point back to themselves because there are all there's like somebody told me about manifestation talk and she she quit her job because of manifestation talk and I was like there's a TikToker telling you to quit your job and you went and did it <laughs> it's the wild west out here well yeah and we you know also not for nothing guess what this could be the start of your spiritual journey it's not always butterflies and moonbeams I think also one of the things that I loved about that and what you're saying right now, and what is really most important is it has to come from within. The look has to come from within. And for those who think it can be profitable to be in the spiritual business, yes, you can make money, but it's it's not easy. So be sure that that's something you want to do because you're going to be. You know, the saying like, Feel free to spoil someone that loves you, but never spoil someone to love you. Oh, I love that. No, I've never heard that before. Feel free to spoil somebody that loves you, but never spoil someone to love, to love you, right? I feel the same way about spirituality, spiritual businesses, spiritual practitioners, and money, right? Feel free to accept in energetic exchange and price it appropriately, right? To serve your people, right? But you feel free while you're serving, you know, and making money, but please don't be serving to make money, right? Right? Like- Well, and that's gonna go really bad for you. I mean, that's the thing. It is. It's, it is. So, you know, yeah, don't, it, and also, I think when you first start opening up, there's this, I should do this for my living. And some of us will, mm -hmm. but I also want to encourage people who like you were in the boardroom. Mm -hmm. There's a lot of magic people that are out there living their lives in, in their natural habitat mm -hmm. who can also embrace their magic and can also just, you know, use that to make, because the idea is for me, that this puts us into flow and that in flow, there's a lot less resistance. We we have to learn. Life has to be challenging. I think we talked about this last week. You know, there has to be a little pushback in life mm -hmm. in order for us to grow and change and learn. But when we start moving in alignment, things tend to go much easier. And we find that the challenges we're ready to deal with to the best of our ability. And I always find that like helpful people will come when you're really moving in alignment, the right message, the right word, you know, that someone will call you out of the blue or, you know, it, it will, you'll, it may not be an easy road, but the road will be made easy, I guess. 
Yes. I love that. I love yeah. That. That's a lot to think about, Crystal. I think actually, you know, I, we weren't going to talk about this, but I kind of do want to talk about it because I think you're so smart about it is the idea of, do you need to have a spiritual business in order to be magical? <laughs> right. Because I, you, I'll tell you with Reiki, you'll meet different people and they'll say exactly what you said. There must, there should always be an energetic exchange, but you meet the old school Reiki people and they're like, no, this should always be free. Mm -hmm. because and i believe both so i'll never turn oh. someone down I, I will never turn someone down and i offer free stuff all the time and i volunteer all the time because i know the people that can afford it it's not going to be their last monies will come to me and they'll be ready and they'll be open for it and i also know that there are a lot of people that would never know to ask who so need it that person that i sent to do abundance internal abundance kind of ritual stuff that person ended up getting the three potions that she wanted because someone contacted me to get them for her <laughs> right um i have eradicated the word should as much as possible out of my vocabulary right i have people exactly like you said that say healing work should always be free and healing work should always be compensated. And I think healers should always be led by their intuition as to what is correct in that moment. We want to plant a, fa a flag in all the instructions that we get so bad. And then we want to <laughs> wave that flag in everybody else's faces when it's an ongoing conversation, right? Mm -hmm. So if I'm talking to my eldest son and I say, hey, baby, will you go downstairs and get mommy a sparkling water, right? If he looks at the clock and it's 12-12 and he goes downstairs and gets me a sparkling water and then every day he wants to bring me a sparkling water at 12-12, I don't want a sparkling water every day at 12-12. <laughs> I just wanted that one day. It was that one day. It was that one instruction. But what we have in the spiritual community is people have one encounter with source energy. They get one instruction. They feel good from that one instruction. And then they want to do that same instruction every single day and tell everybody else to do it and start charging because they now have the ministry of the sparkling water at 1212. It's like, y'all, this does not make common sense. We don't right. need to do this. <laughs> right. Yeah, that's an interesting point, too. You know, it's it's interesting because I think the cry of the converted is always the loudest. You know what I mean? So there's this, I found this and I want to share it with the world because it helped me so much. And, and I don't really want to stomp on that, but I, I do think that maybe there it's good to have a fermenting time or <laughs> a time to let those, those practices grow and deepen and, and mature in you and see where they lead you with, with Reiki before you get your Reiki master. Um, well, what my instructions were is you have to send Reiki to every day of your life. Every day of your life, you're supposed to, every year of your life, I'm sorry, you're supposed to send Reiki to that. That takes a really long time, actually. If you start going to like, okay, what was going on when I was seven? <laughs> and you really start, it took, it takes a year. And I'm so glad that I had that year. And with my students bef before Reiki three, I, I make them wait a year too. Mm. I say, you can go on with another Reiki master. I set you free. If you want to do it, that's on you. But if you want to do it with me, you need to wait a year. You need to practice. You need to see who you really are, how you're going to work. So 
I do think there's a benefit to really sitting with the practices for a while before you start sharing them. And you know, understanding that your magic is for you. Mm-hmm. All of like your clairvoyant. One of my favorite uses of my clairvoyance is when Source tells me where I've left my phone. <laughs> clairvoyance is for me, you know? And I think if we remember that our gifts are like, <laughs> this is something that I said that maybe is a little controversial, but Source said this to me. Source said, if you don't want to ever live a life where you have, you want to live a life that's totally free of resentment. Make sure there's taking in all of your giving. Mm. And I'm like, wait a minute. Now, wait a minute. Because I'm a light worker and nobody, they don't, uh, what? That's not what we're supposed to just give and give and give and give and give. And source is like, Mm-mm. you don't give then to receive. Your soul came for an experience and make sure that in all your giving, you're experiencing mm-hmm. that deliciousness that comes from it. And I think what will happen is you'll start editing how much you share if you're only sharing for your own joy. You're only Mm -hmm. sharing out of your own abundance. If your cup is all the way filled and you're sharing your own out of your own overflow, I think everything shifts for people and your outcomes shift, too. I mean, people can feel um, when you're there in authentic joy and in authentic communion with your Mm -hmm. gift source energy. So. Yeah, it's interesting. I'm trying, I think I use my energy work probably the most on myself just to shift my attitude. (laughs) It's mostly myself. I, Louis, uh, Louise Hay, I don't remember the whole phrase, but one of the things that she had said was something all is well, And out of this circumstance, something good will come for me. And so I've started doing that when things start to go off kilter or it's not what I expected. I just go, okay, take a deep breath. All is well, because in the moment, all is well, right? And out of this circumstance, something good is going to come out for me. And then I start going into it, looking for the taking, Mm -hmm. (laughs) looking for it. And it does shift your perspective. I also get really good parking spaces. And oh I yeah! Think- <laughs> and you know when I when I realized that I had gotten to be too big a girl, uh, when Source stopped caring about my parking space. When <laughs> this is why I always say I want to get somebody that's brand new to spirituality and give them all of my petitions because <laughs> answer their petitions really fast. <laughs> they need the proof and the evidence. You know what I mean? Interesting. Interesting. <laughs> That's a really interesting. Yeah, I wonder if you're looking for more of the proof and the evidence in the beginning. I think really a big shift for me is that you have to release any attachment to any outcome for anyone I work with. Mm-hmm. I swear I am grateful for every testimony. I'm grateful. And at this point, like I um, c- coach, do intuitive coaching for, you know, typically it's about 15 people a week. So I'm, I'm seeing people and they're like, yep, you're seeing clearly. Yep. That's what's happening. Yep. That's exactly them. That's the situation, you know, like I'm coaching and we're looking into the energy and I'm reading the energy. When I tell you every single time I get off the phone, like, okay, thank you. Thank you source for speaking through me because you don't know if you're right. Like we 
influence energy. We co-create the energy. We don't create them. So anybody who thinks they can tell people they can guarantee any outcome, use this audio, you'll get money in a, in two days. Like, what? That's not how this works. <laughs> no. No. Yeah. It's really interesting too. It's, it's interesting. I always find that people will cling to the thing they want to hear. So in a way I just really release whatever <laughs> mm -hmm. because also you're kind of in a trance state, right? So it's not like I can, there are times when I want to edit something and I'll say, I don't want to say that. I don't want to say that. And that's when the spirit just is like, nope. Yep. And they will not stop. I'll have to call people the next day if mm -hmm. if I don't say it. Mm -hmm. And so you learn to listen and you learn to find your own internal compass. And then if you give it a little bit of time, you find your path, mm -hmm. you know? Mm -hmm. So I don't, I do want to talk a little bit about the potions, like mm -hmm. how we do it. So when we get together, we did an, um, a custom potion. Mm-hmm. And what I loved about it was you had steps to to making the potion. Do you want to just describe a little bit about the process? Because I do think it's really interactive and fun. And while you have amazing potions that are already pre-made, this is such a gift to yourself. And I'm so glad that we did it near the beginning of the year because it really made me focus on what's really important. And I'll, I will, since it's me, I will spoiler alert. Mine was joyous abundance because joy makes life fun and abundance makes life easy. <laughs> I do too. So can you walk, uh, can you just like kind of describe the process of how you do a custom potion with the client? Oh, I love it. So you book a time with me and I call you via Instagram video chat and, and you, you hit it on the head. The first thing it's like, what do you want? What's the intention? And you know what? Sometimes that's the hardest thing, nailing down what it is that you actually want to call into your life. Um, it can be a very nuanced thing. Um, you were so good. You're so intuitive, right? So you were ready. You were ready. You knew, right? But um, sometimes it's a little bit of a conversation, making sure. And then the minute we land on what it is, like even with ours, you, it's like chills. It's like, oh, joyous abundance. That is it. Or whatever the potion ends up being. And then the first thing we're going to do is go to the heart. The electromagnetic field of the heart is three times, 300 times that of the brain. Um, the things that you manifest out of your heart, they land quickly, they last longer. And so the first thing you do is choose a heart chakra crystal. And inevitably, um, people choose exactly the crystal with the exact intention to support the potion they're making. It's always so beautiful. Um, we put 12 pieces of that crystal in with clear quartz because that goes with every potion. It's a master healer. And then we move on to the solid potion elements. So um, I've got a whole list of things that I read out, different intentions, whether it um, be money and other abundance. Sometimes it's clearing out the old. It can be transformation. It can be speed. It can be all sorts of things. So I read a list of intentions and people pick, pick three intentions. And those are the things, the solid elements that we put in the potion represent what source is going to bring into our lives. Ooh, I really need help with 
connection or with transformation. And that's the solid elements we put in the potion. And it's fun stuff. It's like sunflower seeds and snake skin and roses and uh, mustard seeds and frankincense and all those things. And then we pick the olfactory element, uh, which uh, you pick up to three. And that's what you plan to bring to the table. And that's my favorite part, honestly, because you're committing until you really see the intention of the potion manifest to to operating, to having your eyes open and living your life in this way. So you pick three of those, whether it be um, healing or allure or strategy or wisdom, right? And we put that in your potion and it's amazing because they all smell good. They all smell, potions aren't perfume, <laughs> but they all smell amazing every time. I'm amazed every time. And then we pour the blessed oil, I bless oil every new moon. Uh, so we pour the blessed oil over your potion and then I label it and package it up and send it to you. Sometimes I sit them on my altar for a little bit and like candles with them. I might, sometimes I have a little bit of that kind of thing, but, um, but yeah, that's how custom potions work. And, and, you know, you can see your potion as it's being poured and it's, it's really a magical experience. It is. It really is. I could see you doing that with people too, one-on-one, and it would be a really incredible Mm -hmm. ceremony and ritual. Yeah, really great. And when we we did that, I asked you how you knew to do this. Mm -hmm. And so how did you know to do this? I channeled it. Now I know everything. You know, my favorite part about my gift is I know nothing. I know nothing. I am the most... I'm really smart, but somehow empty headed. I'm clear cognizant. So things just pop into me. And most of the time I'm taking dictation, even the the potion sheet that you get, I channeled it. It was just, I'm just taking dictation from the other side. I'm just a vessel. So I'm always amazed. One of the, I had a real go viral recently um, where I was talking about the energy of choices versus the energy of decisions. And I was saying that, you know, everybody's feeling so stuck because they're taking the energy of decision making into every choice. And to choose is you just want to try things, experience them, and then you want to make a decision based on the experience. And I had an etymologist and I just channeled it because I because how I do everything because what source said. So I'm saying it. I had an etymologist come into my DMs and break down choice comes from the Latin word meaning this, and it means to taste and decision comes from the word meaning this, decide to cut off. She's like, what you channeled was absolutely exactly what these words mean. And I'm just like, I'm always amazed. I'm always amazed. It's so amazing. Helps. It's amazing. And it, it really, it really does show that like our, I feel like a lot of us are intuitive, our intuitive voices are, are waking up. Mm-hmm. And they're showing us things. So I love, I absolutely love your magic. I, I think there's so much we could talk about, but for today, we're just going to leave them with a taste of the potions. I will also, um, of course, put all of your um, Instagram, your website. If you have a TikTok, I'll put it up there. Um, by the time you, if you don't have a YouTube channel, you should. Um, you should. You'd be great. Um <laughs> And, but before we close, you know, I always like to ask my guests, is there one 
practice or book or mantra or anything that's been really special to you that you'd like to share? Something Source said to me recently, and I've not really said this publicly, but it has played in my head every, like, uh, over and over and over again, and it's this. When you're not feeling like enough or when the world's going really fast and you're feeling like, oh, my gosh, I'm getting nothing done. Source keeps telling me something is never nothing. Something is never nothing. So maybe you're not doing everything, but you're doing your part because something is never nothing. And it has just been like so resonant for me. Like every time I want to get into that chatter where I'm like, oh, this is nothing. This little bit that I did is nothing. Or this little thing that I was, or this amount that I was able to give, like source that's nothing. Or the the candle that I lit for the turmoil across the world, source it's nothing. And source is like, Mm-mm, something is never nothing. So I just want us all to be doing our little something. I love that. And spiritually, absolutely. You know, if we believe that spiritually, the little pebble that we throw in of our good intentions creates a ripple that can become a wave, then it's all, it's all important. And lighting a candle with intention for peace is amazing. I just want to say that was really resonant for me too, because as moms, we're just on the other side of Christmas. There is this feeling of like never doing enough. It's never, it's never magical enough. Or I have all these things that I wanted to take care of and it's never enough. But then I, I have actually um, my inspiration board in my bathroom. I said, every day I am doing my best. Sometimes I wish I could do better, but still I'm doing my best. And that is so important, that one step, that one foot on the floor to get out of bed in the morning. Right. You know, that one phone call or that one email you responded to. I think every step forward is a step forward. Yes. So good. So good. I love it. I love it. All right. Thank you, Crystal the Oracle. I hope you will come back. I have so much more to talk to you about. Please find her. You will not regret it. She is magic in a bottle. And we will talk to you soon. Take care. Thank you. I absolutely love that message. And it is such an important reminder to just take it in that every little move we make, every little step we take forward, no matter how small is something, it does matter. Crystal is an incredible person. Please find all of her offerings at crystaltheoracle.com. She does coaching. She teaches intuitive healing courses. She makes potions and she has great content on Instagram at Crystal the Oracle. So thank you so much for listening. Thank you. Thank you, Crystal, for sharing your magic. And I will see you next time on Are You Spiritual? Take care. Thank you for listening to the Are You Spiritual podcast and joining us on this journey. Please like, subscribe, share with friends, and write us a review wherever you listen to your podcast. If you have any questions, thoughts, or episode topic ideas, we'd love to hear from you. Feel free to email us at areyouspiritualpodcast at gmail.com.